from the Nifty Radio Recording Studios high above 107 Columbia Street in the heart of uptown downtown Albany. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nifty Practice Tips. Welcome to this edition of the Nipty Video Practice Tips. And yes, we are back at 107 Columbia Street. Today, we're going to be discussing the latest executive order, 202.48, and some of its impact on the speedy trial rules. Now, the latest order, 202.48, contains the first efforts to reestablish the operation of speedy trial laws. Back on March 20th, the executive order, 202.8, directed the tolling of any specific time limit prescribed by the procedural laws of the state, including but not limited to the criminal procedure law. And this obviously include the suspension of the charging of time in the context of 3030. Now, subsequent executive orders have continued the suspension of the speedy trial statutes right up to the latest executive order. Pursuant to this latest order, the suspension continues until reconvening of pettit juries or 30 days, whichever is later. So the suspension will continue to at least August 5th, the date the executive order expires and we have a new one. Now this is very fortuitous for a number of reasons, but one of them being the very next day, August 6th, is the day we will be doing the lecture at Summer College on speedy trial. So we will be up to the minute on how much of the system is back in action and where and when the speedy trial clock has been restarted. Now that will be the second week of our three week long distance video summer college, something new and unique and hopefully the last time we will be doing it, but we hope all of you will be able to join us by video. Now, in conjunction with the suspension of the 3030 rules, way back in March, these executive orders also suspended the operation of the new discovery statute, CPL 245, which requires you to supply the automatic discovery listed in 245.20 subdivision one, as if you didn't know that, before you may declare your readiness for trial. For many reasons, these suspensions have been of a great benefit to many offices in the context of discovery and chargeable speedy trial time. As of January 1st of 2020, based on the prevailing interpretation of the lower court decisions and the statute, the people's previously announced readiness status on pending cases under the old laws was negated, leaving you to tackle the volume of discovery required by CPL 245 on all your pending cases before you could once again stop the clock with a statement of readiness based on your filing of a certificate of compliance pursuant to CPL 245. The way in which the newest executive order is written, speedy trial time limitation suspensions remain in effect until such time as specific jurisdictions can reconvene pettit juries or 30 days, whichever is later. Now, this allows for each county in New York to be operating, in a sense, independently from the others in the state in the context of resumption of trials and the impact it will have on 3030 issues. 
One interesting point this presents is whether defendants in counties where juries are not able to sit and CPL 3030 remain suspended will bring an equal protection argument when other counties are conducting jury trials and speedy trial time is being charged to the people. Will this create motion practice in those still suspended counties where the defendants move for a change of venue to a county where trials are being conducted? Interesting thought. Another question that has arisen in how much time will the people have to supply discovery pursuant to CPL 245 once the suspensions are lifted? For any defendant taken into custody during the time of suspension, you should still have the full time period identified in the statute, 20 for an in-defendant and 35 for an out-defendant. Defense attorneys may argue that in many of your cases, you have had a lot more time than 20 or 35 days permitted and even more than the additional 30 under 245.10 subdivision one. The response to this argument should be that the statute controls the timeframes and that the statutes were suspended and so were the clocks. Whether it is for the calibration of chargeable speedy trial time or the timeframes for supplying discovery. For example, if a defendant was arraigned on March 15th and you are in a county where Pettit trials are reconvened on August 5th along with CPL 245, what is the impact on your time frame for serving discovery within the statutory mandates of CPL 245.10.1? Well, the suspension of all the relevant time frames went into effect on March 20th. Five days after the arrest, a strict interpretation would result in your still having 15 of the original 20 days for an indefendant and 30 of the 35 days for a case where the defendant was out. Now, as you know, the authorization to declare your readiness for trial is a function of your filing a certificate of compliance. Now, hopefully during these nearly four months when the speedy trial clock and discovery clocks have been on hold, you have had the opportunity to supply the defense with a great deal of the discovery required under 245.10.1 in most of your older cases you have or are in a position to file a COC and a statement of readiness on most of your cases. Of course, I can see a defense attorney arguing in a subsequent speedy trial motion months from now that any certificate of compliance and statement of readiness filed during the suspension is void because everything was on hold and it was required for you once the suspension was lifted to file a new statement of readiness and a new certificate of compliance. It could happen. Now, as the suspensions of the statutes are lifted, you can expect the defense to be filing speedy trial motions claiming the four plus months of shutdown should not be considered excludable for various creative reasons. As John Castellano noted, at the time of the initial suspensions on March 20th, there are no Court of Appeals decisions directly addressing the validity of executive orders suspending the 3030 statutes. Although there are a significant number of appellate division cases, especially from the first and second department, that ruled on speedy trial issues and upheld lower court rulings that excluded periods where the courts were closed due to disasters, most recently the attack on the World Trade Center and Tropical Storm Sandy. Now, the requirement of an identification of the 4G issue at adjournments during the normal times is a very important part of 
using subdivision 4G. It can't just be raised when the motion is made. Now, I think a strong argument to be made of any claim that we did not specifically identify it on the record at the time is there was no record, a limited record to be made, and it was very clearly obvious to everyone what the effect of coronavirus was with the closing of the courts and the grand juries. Now, the argument being from the defense, well, we don't know if it's so quick to be able to say these executive orders were legitimate. Whether your argument that the time should be excludable is based on the suspension of 3030 by the executive orders or by the exceptional circumstances provision in 3034G or others that you may develop. The one thing that you must remember is to identify as many bases for the time to be excludable in any response to a speedy trial motion as possible. Failure to do so precludes the argument upon any appeal that you should also keep in mind the need to have a proper record made to support a subsequent argument you will make in response to a defense speedy trial motion. Now folks, we're living in unique times for which we have very little previous experience or precedent to draw upon. Prior to COVID-19 pandemic, the most recent closing of courts and suspensions of the operations of the criminal law statutes were during 9-11 and Big Storm Sandy. These only apply to a limited number of courts in the state and for a relatively brief period of time compared to the present situation. Now, while you may get advice from many ultra-crepidarians, this is a time to be open-minded, to be creative, and to give all of these issues a great deal of thought. Thanks so much. And again, we hope to see you all at Summer College. We can